Hello, friends, and welcome to our first ever podcast for Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church's Faith Lab. We're glad you found your way to us here on this platform as we are finding new ways to connect with you and one another uh, through these uncertain times. We thought at Selwyn it would be a great way to start our podcast by gathering all of the new staff members that we have here at Selwyn. We've been through so many transitions even before the world global pandemic kicked off. And so uh, gathered with me here on this podcast are Margot Richardson, Nancy Nutter, Lisa McLennan, and Ashley Anderson. Over the next 40 minutes or so, we are gonna ask each other some questions and invite you to listen in and consider these questions for yourself and for the people that you're around day in and day out. And as always, we hope that this is an invitation for you to reach out to us. Uh, we are thinking about you and praying for you and excited to get to know you better uh, if we don't know you already. I'll start. My name's Lori. Most of you all know me. I've been around Selwyn for a long time now in one way or another. I say that I've had three calls to the same congregation and the call I'm currently serving is one as senior pastor. So um, it's been a time of major transition for me personally and one of great hope and excitement um, in spite of all that's happening around us. Margot Richardson, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself Maybe tell us a little bit about um, what landed you here at Selwyn in your current context and what, you're, what you've been up to. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Margot Richardson. I am our director for youth and young adults at Selwyn, which is a fancy way of saying that I work with sixth graders all the way to our post-college and our early career and our thinking about having a family and starting a family age and kind of everything in between. Um, I started at Selwyn in February and had a few beautiful weeks with you all before we had to stay in our homes. Um, but uh, I found Selwyn, I was originally born and raised in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and had moved away and had not come back. And I was looking for a way to come back to North Carolina. I knew I wanted to be close to my family. And um, I'm pursuing ordination in the Presbyterian Church, and I knew I wanted to be back in a presbytery close to my home, close to my home church, and my parents and my family, and just my people. My people are in this state. Um, so I found Selwyn while I was working and doing some school stuff in Switzerland. Um, it's an amazing story about how I ended up here. Um, would love to talk to you all about it sometime. That's just one way that God was moving in my life and how I got to Selwyn. Um, and I'm, I, I love being here. I've loved getting to meet some of you all, even though it's been virtual. Um, but uh, working with young people, it, it gives me life. It makes us better. Um, and so I'm so, so excited to be a part of this staff. Um, I would love to have Lisa maybe introduce herself and tell us a bit about how she got to Selwyn or how she's been around at Selwyn. <laughs> Thanks, Margo. Uh, my name is Lisa McLennan, and I, like Lori, have I uh, consider I've had several calls to Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian. Uh, the first one started back in the early 90s when I moved to Charlotte as a young adult and just stumbled into Selwyn as a church member. And it's been a really important place to me as a person of faith, as well as uh, to my family, as uh, we, my husband and I got married at Selwyn and raised our children here. And then as a second career person, I went to seminary uh, in 2008 
And upon completing that, um, I, I took a call as your parish associate. Uh, what that means is uh, I am uh, one of your clergy, one of your clergy people who works in a variety of capacities. And my first couple years as your parish associate, uh, I did a lot of teaching and but also filling in at other churches in the presbytery who couldn't call a pastor and filling in as their sunday preacher uh, but november 1st i came on in a more permanent capacity permanent sort of part-time as 10 hours a week as the parish associate for ministry for mission and so uh, my call at selwyn now is to help us think about how we love our neighbors well primarily in the areas of hunger, homelessness, and children in need. And so I'm grateful to have been part of this community for a long time and look forward to continuing to serve our neighbors together. So I would like to uh, invite Ashley Anderson to talk to us a little bit about how she found her way to Selwyn. Um, so hi, I'm Ashley Anderson. Um, and this is officially my first week at Selwyn Avenue and I am so humbled and grateful and just looking forward to my season with you all. Um, so I actually live right around the corner from Selwyn and I am going to be your seminary intern for the year and um, also the Christian education specialist. So I've got a couple different roles. Um, as a seminary intern, I am currently going to Union Presbyterian and have known Lisa for many years. Um, and I will be uh, kind of doing some stuff with worship, uh, creating some special uh, groups. Hold on, can we pause it? All right, guys, I, this is Ashley still. I am so sorry. This is um, doing a podcast for the first time is more uncomfortable than I thought it was going to be. Um, so I apologize for that. But so yeah, as being your seminary intern, um, I'm going to be doing some stuff with worship. I'm uh, focusing on creating a baptism class that I'm really excited about and a baptism podcast. So hopefully I get better at this um, before I go live with that in the next couple weeks. Um, but as the Christian education specialist, I'm going to be helping support Margot and Nancy and Lori um, in many different ways um, just to create community and engagement with members and just something about me. I'm a relationship builder, um, so I am looking forward to meeting you all, uh, unfortunately still via Zoom. Um, and social distancing, but I am just grateful for this time uh, to get to know each of you during my time here. And last, but certainly not least, Miss Nancy Nutter, I will pass it over to you. Thank you, Ashley. Um, yes, my name is Nancy Nutter, and I am your Christian educator for children and their families. So I'm working with birth to fifth grade and um, their families and super excited to be here at Selwyn. A uh, couple of connections. So my husband and I both graduated from Chapel Hill. So that was cool that Margot was a Chapel Hill um, native. 
And then I too am a second career uh, person. So like Lisa and Lori and um, went to um, Pfeiffer here before Union came to town. So um, <clears throat> I would say that one of the interesting things about me is I'm a new grandmother. Um, my oldest who turned 30, I don't know how that happened, um, has, ha has given us a uh, grandson that we're just nuts about. So any of you grandparents out there with grandparenting advice, please tell me, reach out to me. And uh, if you want to look at pictures together, stop by my office and check out the cutest baby uh, ever. And I'm looking forward to working with and being with your babies and your little people. Lori. Thank you, Nancy. So, all right, you all, welcome to Selwyn officially. Um, as, as you know, um, well, as Margo and Lisa know, since March, um, we've been missing a lot of people around here. And so I'm really excited that Nancy and Ashley are finally with us. Uh, Ashley, you said something that uh, really stuck with me. You said you were a relationship builder and I've always described myself as a conduit, like somebody that builds connections or makes connections between people or people in God in some way. And that has seemed to be really exciting work for me here at Selwyn over the years in something that uh, has been really hard to do in the last six months. Everything at our church has changed. Uh, the way we connect, when we gather, when we don't gather. And a lot of what we've been thinking about over the last several months is how does Selwyn, um, how, how is Selwyn going to be the church, like to one another in, in, in the world right now? And it's taken us a few minutes to figure that out. And I feel like we're on to something just now that we're just now starting to figure out what we need to do as a session and a staff and in worship. Um, and so I guess the question I would want to ask you all if somebody is thinking about it is, um, and I hope that this question gives people who are tuning in a little bit of insight into you personally, you know, um, who, who loved you into the church? Can you share a story um, from your childhood or your young adult years um, about, you know, somebody in the church who loved you into it? You know, it's not like we just show up and things are hunky-dory uh, and we totally get church right away, but most people get loved in um, somehow. And I know that that's true for people here at Selwyn. And I'm curious if, if you all might know who that is for you. Yeah, I'll go. This is Margot. Um, the first story that comes to mind for me, I've been loved into the church in many ways since I was little. I'm a cradle Presbyterian. Um, but for me, it, it was during my time in college. I went to school at Rhodes College, which is a small Presbyterian school in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and while I was there, God was moving in my life in unexpected ways. And I was finding myself having to wrestle with some really big questions. Um, after some bumps in the way in my early childhood, I didn't quite know what I felt or what I believed about God. Church had always been a part of my life, but I had a lot of questions. And um, a chaplain at my school said, what are you doing this summer? It was about my junior year of college. And I said, I don't have any plans. I'm going to babysit or 
you know, work at the ice cream shop, something. And he said, you know, we, why don't you go work at a Presbyterian church and just go see what it's like? So I started going to Presbyterian churches in the area and seeing, and I found this church, Idlewild Presbyterian Church, um, and they agreed to take me on with absolutely no experience um, as an intern for the summer. Um, and it was a wild summer because I was what I didn't know at the time, discerning my own path to ministry. Um, but there was a great big bunch of female clergy there who loved me into the church and saw that I was questioning and that those questions were okay and that I wanted to be with people. And uh, specifically in Memphis, my job at that church was in their outreach ministry. And then I worked also with their youth. Um, and they loved me in by letting me jump in headfirst um, and make a big splash. And but they trusted me and they nurtured me. And they said, this, this place is for you. And you're loved here and you can question here and you can grow here and you can be amongst these people and figure out what God's doing. Because if you can't see it, I can see it for you. And I've always been grateful for people like that who see God moving in the lives of other people and aren't afraid to just point it out. Um, so I, I give a lot of love to those women at Idlewild and the way that they embraced me and helped me see where God was calling me and and that, and that church was meant for people who question and have really big questions. Margo, when you were talking about those women um, at Idlewild, you said something like um, they gave you permission to, to be who you were and to share your gifts in that space, or at least to explore them, um, saying like, this place is for you. And I hope that Selwyn continues to be a place for all people where we can come and explore and ask the hard questions. I certainly see you doing that with our confirmation class that's getting ready to launch. And it's also true that we have a lot of visitors and young adults and young couples that are visiting Selwyn. And I think they're asking those same hard questions, you know, like, what does it mean to belong? What does it mean to um, pursue God and pursue relationships in the name of God? Um, so I think, I hope that Selwyn is a place that continues to let people know that this is the place for them. Nancy, what do you think about that question? Do you, do you have someone that's lo that loved you in one day? Absolutely. Um, several stories, but one <clears throat> that I would share when I was a new mom, I um, uh, was out on maternity leave and with this baby and trying to figure all that out. And um, I got invited to circle and it was just so wonderful to be with <clears throat> a group of ladies that had already been through what I had been through that let me know this too shall pass and you know she's going to get bigger and you are going to get to sleep again it might be until she went to college but you know <clears throat> it was also it was just wonderful that first time to go to a meeting where I actually put on regular clothes and makeup and you know just felt like a human again um, and so I think that's, uh, I think those different places, those different groups in church can, um, can do that for us, you know. And I think about um, one of my favorite stories in scripture is the Joseph story. And I love to use that, you know, with the children 
and it's just it it's it's god showing us how adversity and how you know something that seems like a horrible thing for joseph you know to be sold and be in this you know foreign land and all the things that he went through and then to turn that around and have his family back and just that that climax of that story when he can actually tell them who he is and they are just embracing him and then his father finally comes and he gets to see his dad again that's the stories of of this as well of you know being um being together in um in church and, and those kind of things how about you ashley do you have a favorite story in scripture i do um one of my favorites is uh the story of elijah and um when he goes to the mountain and he hears god and it's in a still small voice um and i feel like that has been my call to ministry um, i keep looking for the burning bush and that <laughs> is not usually how it's happened it's been in the still small ways of um people god has put in my life or just certain life circumstances um in very very small ways but powerful ways i always think of of that narrative with elijah you know it's um it's a it's a whisper it's a silence so powerful that it had to speak it had to say something and that's usually how god shows up for me and i think that's one of the the ways i like to journey with people in their own um walks of discipleship and in their own journeys um it's it's discovering that still small voice that is present all the time and just asking what is god up to in this seemingly mundane moment um where god's presence is just so mighty that it has to show up um and so yeah that's just always been a very recurring theme to me kind of like lisa mclennan she kind of just always popped up in my life at the exact moment that god needed her to be there um, so, Miss Lisa, do you have a, a favorite Bible story? Thank you, Ashley. Um, this is Lisa. And at one, it, for those of you who don't know, my, my full-time job is at Union Presbyterian Seminary as the admissions director. And that's, that's how Ashley and I came to know each other years ago. Um, but I do have a favorite story in scripture, and it's the book of Ruth. And it's one of the books where God is really not even mentioned. Um, but one of the things I love about it is that she says uh, to her family that she sort of marries into, um, where you go, I will go, your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And I think part of the reason I love it is because um, I did not grow up Presbyterian. I, I grew up a denominational mutt um, in a variety of different traditions. Um, uh, everything from Southern Baptist to United Methodist. And um, I did marry a lifelong Presbyterian and Charlotte native. And, um, I, you know, in a, in a small way, his church became my church and his tradition became my tradition. But I love it because um, I think one of the beautiful things I take away from it is it doesn't really matter what church background you come from. Um, what And it's so when we have a huge variety of people from a huge variety of traditions, I think what I love about it is that we're all part of the same family. 
um, adopted in, married in, however we got here, we're all part of uh, the Selwyn family and God's family. And um, that's, you know, we're, we're walking this journey together. I would be curious to hear how Lori would answer that question, however. Lori? Thanks, Lisa. This is Lori. I've thought about this question a lot in reference to uh, how scripture informs our vocation and what we do in the world. And I think a lot about leadership. And I think for women who lead, whether it's in a church or in another context, sometimes the Bible seems as uh, as if it doesn't contain a lot of leadership stories for women. I, I don't remember the actual number, but I think it's like 3,100 men are named in the Bible and like 170 women. And so a lot of the traditional narratives of leadership in the Bible are about men, men who have really great traits and have been ordained by God for, for a particular role but then they screw up a lot and somehow they seem to manage okay. Most of the women who are leaders in scripture uh, lead quietly and, and they know how to, how to um, work around the, the patriarchal system of the day. And so I've struggled to find like that story, you know, that, that really speaks to my, my role as a minister. Um, and I'm, I'm reclaiming all of those, those stories of really powerful men who do great things in the Bible for women um, and, you know, for our daughters per se. So I've always leaned on um, scriptures like like Micah. You know that that one is just etched in my soul. I think that's also because I'm a, I'm a practitioner. I, I like to get things done and do them um, sometimes without slowing down long enough to um, you know absorb what it's saying. But you know, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that that's what propels me in this place and hopefully in my life. Um, if I had to pick just one, you know, I think it's a really great question. So I'm going to make Margot follow up and tell me what she would say. I'm curious. Um, for me, uh, it's always Mark's version of the calming of the storm story. Um, it's always from that gospel. It's in chapter four. And, and that for me is embodies so much of my life. It also happens to be the first scripture I ever preached on. Um, so I'll tell you why I like it. And then I'll also tell you that funny story. Um, but I, I love that story because Jesus is asleep. And I think it's hilarious because he's taking a big old nap on the back of the boat, like we all wish we could be doing right now in the pandemic, taking naps on boats. Um, and everyone's freaking out because there's a big storm coming and it's coming in quick and it's filling the boat and there's roaring thunder and they're like, buddy, where are you? How are you sleeping through this? Um, and I think that I've felt that way in life and I'm sure a lot of you have too, right? Like, Jesus, are you asleep? Where, where are you at? I could use you right now. Our world could use you right now. Can you please wake up? Um, but the way I like to look at that scripture is awake or asleep. Jesus is still in the boat. They also have a lot of men in the boat. They've got their buckets. They've got their oars. They've got their way to get through. And that with, with Jesus in my boat, I have what I need to, to get through storms in life too. And so that, that scripture has always been so important. And I was 
I had a small country church invite me to come and preach on that text in college. And I walked in the door and I was handed a dozen fresh farm eggs, a loaf of breath, bread, and a fish. And then I got up there nervous at probably like 20 years old and had to preach to these people I didn't know. Um, and I preached what I knew to be true, which was awake or asleep, Jesus is with us. And, and, and with our faith and with our communities and our boats, we have what we need to get through storms and we don't need to wait it out. Um, and so that text is, is forever the closest to my heart. And, and that little church with their eggs and bread and fish is, is forever what I view church to be and to love. <laughs> I absolutely love that story and I love that church and the eggs were great and I didn't know how to cook the fish, um, but it, it made for a really wonderful time being welcomed into a place to preach for the first time. I'd be interested, churches are funny places, uh, I'd be interested if any of you all have some funny church stories you could share with us. Margot, uh, this is Lori. Your story reminded me of the very first time I preached, which um, happens to have been here at Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church when I was an intern um, a while ago now. And I was preaching on <laughs> Ephesians 5, the story about, you know, wives be submissive to your husband. That, of, of course, I had to blow that out, like I blow it out of the water. Like it wasn't, that was my very first sermon. And I was so nervous. Um, Rush Odie, God bless him, was patient and kind and caring like he always, always has been and always will be. I finished the sermon. I was so nervous halfway through. I, I stopped my text and, and looked up and apologized to the congregation. I'm not sure why I apologized, except for maybe I was afraid they could tell. I was so nervous. And then I went to do the benediction. I put both hands in the air and I said, and may God, and may God, and may God, and I'd forgotten the entire thing. And then I said, that's it, amen. And then I just walked down the center of the aisle. So at least you got some eggs and some bread. I, I just made it down the center of the aisle, barely functioning. Lori, that is funny. This is Lisa and it does, um, you know, the first time you preach is a scary, Thing. And my very first sermon was at Caldwell Presbyterian, and they knew it was my first sermon. And I opened up by saying, okay, guys, you know how like when you got your very first kiss, like in eighth grade, and you just thought that was the best kiss ever? And then later in life, you, you reflect back on that, and you know it was a terrible kiss. And so I warned them. I said, y'all are my first kiss. So I think this is going to be a great kiss. And, but I also know that down the road, I'm going to be like, yeah, that kiss was terrible. Sorry, Caldwell. And so I, I launched into my sermon and I let it rip and I preached. And they were such a gracious, loving congregation that they just jumped up out of their seats and gave me a standing ovation right? So my first sermon, the standing ovation, it was so sweet. They just were kind to me. And like, then my next sermon was somewhere else. And, and nobody gave me a standing ovation. And I've never gotten one since. And I'm still sort of waiting. Okay, what happened? Do, do people not do that other places? No, but there you go. Okay, so um, 
you know, next time any of us are preaching, feel free to give us a standing ovation from your home or from the front lawn, okay? Um, so as we sort of uh, wrap up some of our time together, I would just maybe ask that, that we share what are our hopes for Selwyn, right? As we navigate the future and what church might might continue to be for each other and how we might move ahead in a world that's that's very different. Um, what are our hopes for Selwyn? Marco, why don't you get, kick us off? Selwyn's already become a family and I hear you all use that language often when you talk of this place. And, and my hope for Selwyn during all this mess and all these new things is that we just grow deep, deep, deep into community with each other. And I know we're already sitting there, but I think we can go even deeper. I think we can truly just know each other and be present for each other and understand that we're all sitting in it together um, and continue to support each other as a congregation in our community, which I know is at the core belief of what we are. But that's my, that's my hope for us as we move forward into new things. Um, Nancy, I'd love to know what you would hope for Selwyn. This is Nancy. Uh, yeah, Margo, I'm I'm with you. Um, I'd use the word growth, but but spiritual growth, faith, that we would deepen relationships and and most importantly with the Lord, and that 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 this church would lovingly move forward into the future and that the community would know this church and that uh, we would be part of the, the, the community here. How about you, Lori? What's your hope for Selwyn? Hmm. I have so many hopes uh, for Selwyn. And I, Usually when we're all gathered in the sanctuary, uh, we typically, whoever's doing the announcements, say something like, welcome to Selwyn Avenue Presbyterian Church. Um, Selwyn is an authentic intergenerational community of people who seek to know one another and to know God through Christ in real and lasting ways. Um, I hope we live into that um, because that's who we claim to be. And I hope sometime in the near future, our pews are packed and we're elbow to elbow and we're singing hymns and baptizing babies and celebrating the Lord's Supper in ways that bring us, bring us um, evidence of, of the joy and the grace and the peace that we know exists even now, even though it's not as tangible to us. But for now, I just hope we stick together. <laughs> That's it. Ashley, you're new here, but what do you hope? Well, that's what I was just kind of thinking about as you were talking, Lori. Um, I've just heard so many wonderful stories already and um, uh, just about the community here at Selwyn. And just, again, reflecting on the season of life we're all in with the pandemic um, and so many changes and lots of newness and lot, lots of newness in, in, I think, beautiful ways as well that we're, you know, experiencing here at Selwyn. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and it's a new beginning for me as well. Um, and choosing to, 
to lean into those hardships, to lean into that newness, to lean into Christ even more. Um, and I hope just, you know, personally to, le to lean into this community and, and some of the stories that you guys shared of, you know, making flubs and um, first time experiences just to be, to know that there's a lot of grace and um, a lot of wisdom to be gained here. And, um, but just to experience that with, with the community here that I've just heard so many wonderful things about. Um, and some of those stories came from Lisa McLennan herself again. <laughs> so Miss Lisa, if you wanna share your hopes. Sure, thanks Ashley. Um, you know, at, my hopes for Selwyn are, are vast and deep like Lori, but you know, at pretty much every baptism for years and years and years, we hear it said that we love because God first loved us. And so my hopes for Selwyn are that we know deeply how much God loves us um, as individuals and as a collective community. And that in turn, we are so comfortable in that love that we are able to lavish it upon each other and to help each other grow in that confidence of, the, of God's love, but that then we would also take it and love our neighbors well with it. Um, you know, there's deep needs in this community and someone has, for as long as I've known it, been a church to respond to the needs. And my hope would be that we would just continue to find ways to love our, our, ourselves, but our, our neighbors as well, just radically and deeply and recklessly. All right. So Lori, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. Thank you, Lisa. Well, for our first ever Face Lab on the Selwyn podcast, I hope that you've learned a little bit about these people that have committed to walking in faith with you all and uh, with our church. I'm excited about the team that's gathered. I think God has gathered them and us for this particular time. As you, as you sign off of this podcast, uh, we invite you to consider some of the questions that we've asked ourselves. Um, ask them for yourself, maybe at dinner tonight, or if you're on the phone with a friend, think of a question that might invite them to consider what God is doing in their lives or in your own life. Who loved you into the church? Uh, how has God called you to the place where you're actively serving in your family or in your vocation? What do you hope for yourself or for our church? Um, and maybe one more, um, what can we pray for you about? And if you can answer that question and feel like sharing it with one of these people, one of these ladies or me that's been here on this podcast, then you know where to find us on our website. Um, we'll look for your email or your phone call. We're praying for you. We're glad you're with us. And we hope you'll come back soon to this Faith Lab. Have a great day.